I feel cheered up now. <laughs> and we've gone down a dark path, haven't we, really? I won't forget that image of the fox in a dress now. Hello, and welcome to Tea with the Morale Queen, with me, your Morale Queen, Millie Armstrong Clark. This week on the show, I've got the wonderful Mel Judson joining me for a brew and a chat. She's a stand-up comedian, belly dancer, and the confidence queen. So what happens when the morale queen meets the confidence queen? Ooh, you're gonna have to listen to find out. She loves a posh afternoon tea. She's all about getting people confident and going for things, overcoming their fears. Body confidence is a um, big issue that comes up and it's just how important it is to not judge a book by its cover because you don't know how people feel on the inside. And she's got a lovely morale story about how doing one small thing has made a big difference to someone else's life. So tune in to find out. Here she is, Mel Judson. Welcome to the show, Mel Judson. Hello. Hiya. How are you doing? I am good. I'm really good. You yourself? Yeah, I've had a lo- lovely day having a, a walk in the rain and now I've got a nice cup of tea at the ready, which I'm I'm hoping you do as well. I do have a cup of tea ready. What um what's your tea of choice? Well, right, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a cup of casual tea because I have casual tea and non casual tea. What what Ca- sounds like you're saying casual tea like the show. I am saying oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> casual um, tea. What's how- casual tea? So casual tea is basically, is it's normal tea basically. It's milk, tea bag, um, a cup of tea basically. <laughs> That's casual tea for me. Um, <laughs> I think normal people would call it normal tea. Yeah. Um, but I really like. I have this theory: if you if you don't like tea by itself, then you you don't like tea. So my favourite tea to drink is like black tea. Yeah. But I like Earl Grey and I kind of like to make a bit of a song and dance about it when I have it. So I like <laughs> to have it in a nice cup. I, ideally, with like some sort of afternoon tea. And oh. then, so it can't just be something that you just have and drink. It has to be like, you know, like in Japan, they have the tea ceremonies. I'm a bit like that oh, with that my nice. Earl Grey. Yeah, I didn't know they had tea ceremonies. Yeah, I mean, obviously theirs is a bit more spiritual based and mine's just feeling like I'm having like six-year-old's tea party <laughs> <laughs> have you been to because you've been to japan haven't you have you been to one of those tea ceremonies i did no i didn't go to one of the tea ceremonies there's a few things i missed because i didn't get to see geisha either not oh yeah not proper geishas people walking around pretending to be but yeah so but my plan is to go back and i will be having a proper tea ceremony oh, that time that sounds good oh i, I want to know more about this tea ceremony do you know what they do I don't, to be honest. I just know the concept, and the concept sounds appealing to me. Make yeah. you know, like having a bit of a yeah. Uh, I don't know, making something a bit more, not just having a tea, making it a bit more ritualistic and special. I guess that sounds nice. I always imagine I've never been to um, Asia, but I always imagine that they have tea in those tiny little, like a shot glass of tea. Yes, is it's yeah, not like a builder's have. brew, is it? No, they have matcha tea. It's the like just basically really strong tea leaf in powder form. Ooh. It's really strong. It's not for the faint-hearted. Did, it's a connoisseur tea. Yeah, I've had it in the UK to be honest. Oh, I've been. Um, and yeah, to be honest, I see why they have it in shot glasses because it's really strong. Is it? 
Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to try this. I've not... Tea pigs do it. Oh, I like tea pigs. I've had mm. them in um, Pizza Express. Feel posh oh, yeah. for the tea pigs. But yeah, oh, I'm, in... I'm going to look that up later. That sounds good. I could get someone Japanese on to talk me through it. That'd be good. <laughs> so if well, you're if listening you them... and you're Japanese and you know about tea ceremonies, give slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you buy it from tea pigs, you can actually... So they don't just sell the matcha bean tea. They sell the the whisk that they do it with and such as that. So you can buy all the proper stuff. That's technical tea term there. Oh, really? Um, yeah, from them. Oh, do you know what? I think every show I've been just having Yorkshire tea, maybe I should mix it up a bit and every time... Oh, maybe not every time because I don't have that much money, but I was going to say every episode they would have a different tea, but... I'd, I'd eat myself out or drink myself out of house and home doing that, <laughs> wouldn't I? So maybe I won't, but if... Oh, yeah, maybe I could go by recommendations so I could try this. Next person recommends something. I could do, like, one one every few months or something and then I won't be spending too yeah. much. <laughs> That's giving me ideas. <laughs> that sounds good. So when you say you have casual tea, what's mm. non-casual tea? That is the non-casual tea, sorry, the green tea. Uh, ah. So the Earl Grain, such as that, that's the non-casual, that's the posh tea. That's when Earl. you really want to get the party started, bring out the yes. Earl Grey. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> when I'm, that's when I'm feeling a bit fancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know what? There's nothing like afternoon tea where you get one of those stands with little cakes on, little sandwiches, unlimited tea. Oh, best afternoon. You know what, I afternoon tea is my absolute favourite thing to do, so I love going to these like historical buildings and, you know, castles where they do them. Ooh. And, yeah, because then I feel like I'm all, you know, like, I feel like Marie Antoinette in the 18th century, <laughs> but in jeans and t-shirt, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never, oh, I've, do you know what, I've had afternoon tea in a cafe, but I've never had it in a castle, that sounds amazing. I take my afternoon tea and my Earl Grey tea very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> That sounds amazing. I'm well up for finding a castle. That sounds like an afternoon plan. That is the <laughs> that is the height of afternoon tea. I think. Yeah. I mean, I've done it in other places, but MS Cafe is not quite the same, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> unless you wear like virtual reality goggles. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like you can get all dressed up when you go to like yeah. MS, but people who are just like little old ladies you know and you're there dressed up like you're going at races <laughs> <laughs> with a massive hat on and your little oh, finger in the air yeah yeah i fascinate either one you know as long as you've got the vibe going on yeah that sounds good oh you... right i'm mm. looking up japanese tea and castle afternoon <laughs> tea after this i'm gonna get myself booked in but um yeah, I went to Betty's and I did enjoy it, but I would, I've got to say there's a little independent tea place just down the road from me and it was way better than Betty's and probably half the price. So you've got to shop yeah. about for your afternoon teas. I have to admit, I mean, I've never actually been to Betty's just because I've seen the queues and I just think, mm, I don't yeah. know if I can bother to queue. I feel like it'll be a letdown. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is always a massive queue, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't I, like anything that's too hyped up because then I feel like it's just going to be a disappointment. Yeah, oh, I know what you mean. But then, yeah, some places you find like the little hidden independent places and you're like, ooh, this is this is good. Yeah. Who's yeah, Betty anyway to be charging so much? I know, right? <laughs> Who does she think she is? 
Have you seen the Easter eggs they do? It's like £100 for an Easter egg. They are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? When um, A few years ago, I used to work in a sweet shop in York, um, and it wasn't Betty's, but they had a massive Easter egg in the window every Easter, and it was, yeah, it was 100 quid for it. It was gigantic, mm. probably about three foot tall, and um, the... So it'd be sat in the window, so obviously gradually melting, probably have flies on it. And there was this couple that came in, and they looked like they couldn't afford soap and the stank. <laughs> stank the shop out. He had a, um, a vest on, like a really tatty vest. And they came in, and they were like, yeah, we're having that egg. And I, and I, I said to my like person I was working with, I was like, oh, I can't believe they've... Like, I know you shouldn't judge people, but I was like, I can't believe they're buying that egg for £100 and they look like he's, he's just wearing this tatty old vest and because you'd, you'd imagine someone posh to come in and buy an egg like that wouldn't you and then um, yeah and they were like oh yeah they come in every year and they make a special trip over I can't remember where they're from but they'd like got the train or whatever over <laughs> especially to get this £100 egg and I love the idea that I couldn't believe you spend it. £100 on an easter egg and you risk taking it on public transport <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly maybe that's why the stunk because they'd been saving up the soap money for the egg yeah exactly <laughs> like they've had to they can't afford to have nice clothes because they spend it all at betty's you know yeah the allow is the equivalent to a year's <laughs> worth of clothes and soap isn't it <laughs> that's true and i'm not being judgy because i look like an absolute scruff bag but i was like come on you can sacrifice your egg over a bit of soap but yeah it's just funny it's just funny what people will buy but what people prioritize yeah that's it yeah your priority where are your priorities Mm. but i know where mine are at the minute castle afternoon teas honestly it's a game changer (laughs) which um, yeah which castle did you have it in oh you know i'm gonna sound really sad now um i've been to quite a few castles have you i I love around (laughs) these places and Usually, you not all of them, um, but yeah, a lot of them do do little treats like that. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure they'll come to me at some point. Oh, that sounds good. I like the yeah. sound of that. That is good. Yeah. Um, how how are you finding lockdown life? Well, it's out of lockdown now, I suppose, isn't it? It's pre-lockdown yeah. life. Are you are you enjoying it or? I not much has changed for me because I'm still being antisocial and not going out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like that before lockdown, so you know it's anything to. I enjoyed it because it was it was law that you couldn't hang out with people, and that felt good yeah, to me. I know what you mean, <laughs> and you don't have to make an excuse. Just like oh, Corona, sores. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah. Nice to have a bit of a break, but um, you've just started your own podcast as well. Yes, I have. Um, I don't, you know what it's one of those things it's a bit like doing stand-up comedy you, you know you think that there's some rules or regulation but it turns out they let anyone do a podcast yeah they let me do one. Well, yeah <laughs> uh, you can tell they let anyone do one that I've got one so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just assume there has to be some sort of rule like I can't start a podcast and you go oh actually I can nobody's gonna stop me yeah uh, I might get some comments of like what are you doing Mel what are you messing around with get you know go get yourself a proper hobby <laughs> but apart from that <laughs> Yeah, that's the the beautiful thing is you can just be like, I want to do this thing. I'm going to go do it. Yeah, and, and I think that's really a really good thing, isn't it? You know, because yeah. I'm one of those. Once I get an idea in my head, no matter how stupid, I tend to think, 
oh, I'll give that a go. Yes, <laughs> and I know what you mean. You can. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm telling everyone to like, just go for things. Because I just, do you know one thing I've realised through lockdown, like, life's too short, you need to, if you've got something you want to do, just go for it. Even if other people don't think it's a good idea, just try it. If you if that what makes you happy. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what sort of views you've got. We might need to make the disclaimer that it, as long as it's not against the law. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trusting people, like just but... go for it, people. Just go for it. You, you commit that crime. Yeah. <laughs> if it's safe, legal, and everyone, in, everyone involves happy and consensual. <laughs> yes, <laughs> then you can go for it. <laughs> that's for a little disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure people were happy and consensual about me doing a podcast. I don't think. Yeah. I think well, there's <laughs> a line. Know, just if it's something it. that you don't need consent for, then you don't. That's fine. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah, of terms no, and I conditions. But um, so your po- um podcast is all about confidence, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um. Well, it's. <laughs> That doesn't, uh, just to clarify, I'm not definitely not the expert confidence. It's me talking to people who are experts or highly experienced in that and trying to uh, steal their secrets, basically, so I can emulate them and take over the world eventually (laughs) with my my new high self-esteem when it gets here. Yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean, because, yeah, yeah, when you say, like, something like that, um, say, for example, your confidence podcast, it doesn't matter if like you haven't found the full confidence yourself because I don't even people that are quite confident I think they're still learning and everybody's constantly growing and changing aren't they so it's such a good idea to give everyone that little confidence boost yeah and I think confidence is definitely one of those things that I don't think anyone ever it's not a permanent state it's like happiness or sadness it just kind of has its ups and downs and comes and goes and even though it might be there in the background you know you'll always be a there should always be a healthy amount of self-love and self-confidence but you're not always going to be shouting from the rooftops how great you are and feeling amazing yeah Um, that's true and I kind of I always kind of tell people you know don't wait to feel confident about something because the confidence comes with experience so for example starting a podcast yeah you're never going to feel confident about starting a podcast if you've never done one in your life so why wait until you feel ready yeah, no, it's true, because, yeah, um, every time just before I record one, I'm like, oh, why, this isn't, like, you get sort of imposter syndrome, and you're like, this isn't me, what am I doing? And then you start doing it, and you're like, oh, this is really fun. And then you, you have, I have that sense of achievement every time I put a podcast episode out, and I think it doesn't matter if no one listens, because that, it's just all about yourself, if you've, you've achieved something yourself, isn't it? And that's what yes. it should be about. Yeah. It shouldn't be about other people, really. Pleasing other people, should I say. Yeah, and, you you know, you're never, you're never going to be everybody's cup of tea. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I just like that, sorry, play on words. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about tea. Some uh, people yeah, like Earl Grey, some people don't. Yeah, some people have uh, have casual tea, some people like exclusively posh, or they make it, <laughs> try and make it posh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What gave you the idea to do it around confidence? Were you did something happen, or were you just thinking you'd like to learn more about confidence in general? It's just a subject that I find really interesting because I think confidence is a 
kind of gateway to a lot of things so if you want to achieve more goals I think that comes down to confidence you know relationships you need more confidence in yourself it's just kind of an umbrella that covers a lot of areas in people's lives and from doing what I do which is this is me plugging myself here (laughs) uh, being a stand-up comedian belly dancer but also now obviously running a podcast and such as that I have a lot of people who always say to me oh I don't know I, I couldn't do what you do and it's a very bizarre thing because I think people assume that I've been born with this kind of superhuman natural confidence and I'm just an idiot who's giving things a go you know and hoping for the best and I think people I think by doing the podcast I'm not going to say right here is a secret to confidence you do this one thing you'll always be confident I really want to explore the idea that actually you know there's (sighs) that confidence is this feeling, it's accessible in so many ways, it doesn't look like one thing, and actually even the most confident people don't feel like that constantly, they just go out there and do things. That is true, yeah. I know, because I, I can, um, like you're saying about like stand-up and things, and people say, um, oh, I always get, oh, you're so brave, do you get that? <laughs> so brave. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, like a brain surgeon or something it's like it's not really I wouldn't say it's a, a brave thing to do it's just a I don't know how to describe it I don't know it's just pushing yourself out your comfort zone and sometimes I, I'm quite good at faking confidence I've realized yes me I, too I think somebody said to me not long ago that I was always really happy and confident and I'm thinking is that how I come across because I didn't realize that but <laughs> that's good if I come across like that but Deep down, a lot of the time, I'm overthinking everything. <laughs> yeah, honestly, me too. I'm definitely... Um, it's really strange, because as a stand-up comedian, I was going to do a set about being a bit shy and nervous, and somebody said, oh, but you don't come across as that. And, um, and again, that's what I wanted to kind of talk to people about, is understanding that these people who you see, who look super confident and look, who achieved things because of that, they don't have this special they weren't born with this special gift that nobody else has they've yeah. just gone you know they've just thought i'm gonna give this a go yeah i'm gonna try it and it's you know i guess it's not letting we all feel fear we all get scared and it's not letting that dictate what we do yeah that's I think true that's stand-up comedy isn't it you know you get scared you and i both know that you can be ugh, trying not to run to the toilet constantly with fear. We'll <laughs> yeah. say, I'll say it that nice way. Um, <laughs> you just have to push through. You have to say, what I want to do is more important than letting this fear of not of doing it hold me back. That's true. And I always, um, if I'm not looking forward to doing something or if I'm a bit nervous, I try to imagine how good I'll feel when I've done it. So I try to imagine, because I know yeah. that when I say when I've, done a gig or something and I'm really nervous before my stomach's churning and then I imagine when I get home and I get into bed and I'll lie there and I'll think yes I did it and I'll feel really proud of myself so I try to imagine that feeling um so yeah it's just little um little uh sort of tips and things is that what you're going for with your podcast yeah I mean you know it's like that thing that the only people that don't feel fear or insecurities and always have amazing confidence are psychopaths <laughs> <laughs> they are the villanelle of kill it and eve you know that's true so Good i just point. kind of i guess i want to humanize confidence and make it more accessible 
Yes, I see what you... Yeah, that's true. And another thing that we've been talking about recently is, like, body confidence. And yes. people sort of get an, um, like, a, an image in the head of how somebody's body looks to how their personality is going to be and how they act. Yeah. Because recently you, you were saying to me that um, because you're quite a slim-built person, naturally, um, people tend to think oh she must be really happy with herself just it's just like um what's the word like a misconception i'd say that people seem to think oh slim automatically means confident and happy you don't have any sort of confidence issues it's really weird though isn't it because i think the i think every sort of every body type everywhere we look has some stereotype whether good or bad attached for example i've heard some of my uh, friends who are plus size they've talked about uh, people assuming that they have that big girl bubbly confidence and that's Mm. kind of a stereotype as well um you know there's everybody wants what somebody else has got don't they and um yeah they all kind of feel ashamed of how we look or and there's people who will judge us for how we look and like for me like you said about being skinny um interestingly enough actually people seem to trust me more with being skinny it's this whole thing of (laughs) slim young can't possibly be up to mischief Um, (laughs) and it works as a stand-up comedian that works quite well because I I shock people because they say oh you should look so sweet and nice you know what a nice petite taking up hardly any space person (laughs) and then I come in and I'm like right I've got some really dark stuff to say now (laughs) that's good though because then that works in your favor for your like um if you yes. get like the shock factor then i suppose oh definitely yeah i mean some people don't like it because i've almost like disturbed this image they had and um they get quite offended but other than that most people it's it's a nice shock yeah well, that's good it's good to break those um like preconceived ideas that people have i'd say yeah but, um and, and never judge a book by its cover yeah, exactly. Exactly. We all we're all careful. We all we're yeah. all guilty of it, aren't we? I mean, some of us judge people by their lack of soap, you know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how much they spend on an egg. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you also um, well, before lockdown, you would um, doing belly dancing, weren't you? You've done that for a while. Yeah, that feels like a million. <laughs> yeah. So many lifetimes ago now. Um. So yeah, I, gosh, I doubt I'll perform again this year because I live up north of England and there's not as much call for up north even before lockdown. So anyway, Aww. but yeah, it's I've been doing it since I was 15. I'm 30 now, so I've been doing it 15 years. Oh, wow. And, well, I didn't realise it had yeah. been that long. That's good. I know. it's um It's been really fun. It's definitely... So I started when I was 15 and at 15 I was getting bullied and I was called ugly constantly and I discovered this, well actually no, I didn't want to go to belly dance and my mum was like, do you want to come? I was like, oh, that sounds really boring. <laughs> um, so I, I reluctantly went to my first class and well, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's good, 15 years. Um, was it from the first session that you thought, yeah, I love it or did it take a while? No, it was from the first session and to be honest, I just like, I should point out I'm not a natural dancer so I only started learning when I was dancing from 15 onwards I'd not trained as a kid at all yeah um 
so I started learning and yeah I just really enjoyed it I enjoyed the music I enjoyed the moves and actually more than anything is Vo Dancing has a really big community so there's a lot of camaraderie there and oh, a lot nice. of again diversity in the women that go yeah that's good and is it exclusively for women or is there is there any sort of classes for men like that um so i don't think there's many many british men queuing to do belly dancing but actually in other cultures there are and there are some famous male belly dancers ah. they are really good oh, um wow. really really good but i don't know any british male belly dancers <laughs> yeah no i don't think i do actually i've never actually thought of that till now and i just thought oh you're saying about uh, it's good women community, which I can imagine. Um, I've done a few lessons before, not nothing like what you've done, but yeah. Um, but I did really like it, and it was a really nice atmosphere because. And another thing, I think, um, when you see, um, like belly dancers, maybe I don't know where people automatically think, uh, they might automatically think of like Shakira or someone, yeah, uh, who's like slim build, but it's not necessarily just for slimmer people is it it's for everyone no and some of the most famous belly dancers are uh bigger and actually some older ladies as well um because obviously their talent has grown their skills have grown and their their confidence in themselves i think that's the difference when you see uh some of the older women dancing and their body confidence their self-esteem it just makes a really spectacular performance because it's okay seeing someone dance very beautifully who's got this really perfect body and uh, can do all these clever moves. But performance-wise, actually seeing somebody who puts on a show because they're like, I am here, you're going to watch me, they're having fun, they're interacting with the audience. It's honestly, if somebody's never seen a belly dancer like that, I think it's something you have to see because it's just like, just amazing. It's such a good show. Oh, it sounds good. I don't think I've ever seen, apart from doing the le- a few lessons, I've never actually seen mm. a show, apart from on YouTube and things, not in real life. But yeah, it does look amazing. And all the colours and things and the outfits. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, well, yeah, it's a shame everything's on hold at the moment, but I suppose everyone's in the same boat, but it is sad. I know, I really, I, I kind of miss it, I've, especially because I haven't hardly exercised, even walked recently, so yeah. I feel like I don't want to lose the moves. I should practice, but then I'm like, I can just watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I've been like that. I've been like, oh, I could go for a run, but oh, I could get some biscuits and lie on the couch, which is easier. But I'm trying yes. to get out of that mindset because it's bad. But <laughs> Well, it it's, is, it's but... not a bad thing to do. It's just a bad thing to do every day like I am. but yeah Yeah. i need to i feel good for a walk today just Mm. getting out in the fresh air i think helps yeah not seeing the same four walls yeah have you have you got any plans now that lockdown's easing up (laughs) you know what i'm actually planning to do this weekend Um, (laughs) this is this is how i how i have fun when i still don't want to go to shops and like (laughs) all these adventure activities are closed I'm just going to go test drive a load of cars. Oh, yeah. So I didn't think they'd still let you, but um, I know that my mum bought a new car and I let her test drive that recently. Uh, <laughs> so I just thought, you know what? I've always fancied driving like a Mercedes A-Class, so I'm going to see if they'll let me drive one. <laughs> Are they expensive? It sounds expensive. I, 
Well, they're fairly, it depends what you consider, they're ex very expensive for me because I think they're about 30, maybe 50 grand. Uh, but then if you're my boyfriend, you consider it a cheap car because he has dreams of these. I, I can't even name the cars that he wants, but let's say <laughs> you'd need at least probably 200 grand to get one. What? Maybe more. I think he's got his eye on a car that's like half a mil. What? So I think he's planning to win the lottery soon. <laughs> oh, blimey. That'll be all right then. If you want to yeah, I don't think I'd dare test drive. I, don't, I wouldn't even no. dare look at one of those cars, to be honest. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm so you're just gonna go bombing round Bradford in <laughs> I reckon <laughs> Yeah, I want to well I am genuinely buying a new car. I'm not buying one of those cars because I can't afford them. Oh. Oh, you know, they yeah. don't know that, do they? No, that's true. And to be fair, Tom's got a decent enough car that if we turn up they won't assume that we're too poor to buy one. Uh. You know what? you don't dare go in those shops because you think they know they know I can't afford it. They don't even want me in there. Yes. And you feel like you feel yeah. like they're just waiting, like, like who's I'm this? pretty woman. Yes, basically. <laughs> I'm going to be like that with cars. <laughs> I so. got pretty womaned recently. Um, I was in, um, well, say recently, it was probably a year ago, but I've no concept of time with lockdown now. Um, we went into a bar in Malton, and on the wall there was, you know, sock monkeys? Yeah. There was a, a poster with all different sock monkeys on doing different expressions. And we sat down and I was just amazed by this poster and I was like absolutely love it it was like just like a poster in a frame and we were laughing at it for ages because right it that sounds really sad but it is really funny I promise and yeah. <laughs> um and it was black and white and it was about a hundred sock monkeys and we just sat there like haha look at that one look at that one oh look at that one for ages and I went right I'm gonna it's gonna this is gonna be hilarious I'm gonna go up to the bar I'm gonna buy it I'm gonna stroll out of here with that I'm gonna. It's gonna be the best story ever that we bought this sock monkey picture. I went up to the bar and I was like, "Oh, this is random, but you see that poster on the wall? Can I buy it?" And she was like, "Oh, you couldn't afford it." And I was like, <sighs> "You what?" So I got Rob um, looked it up on Amazon. It was like fifteen quid. So just, <laughs> so we just bought it. And I was in such a mood after. I was like, "Who does she think she is to tell me I couldn't afford fifteen quid?" So we've got that, and we've got a book about sock monkeys now. Uh, I mean, it's really awful, isn't it? I know. So I was like, I've been pretty womaned. That's what I'm calling it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you tell them that you can afford that car. Uh, yeah, well, I intend to. I mean, if I show up in my car, they'll definitely turn me away. But then I'm going to get Tom to drive me in his, and he's going to be like, yo, if she wants to go for a test drive, you let her back go for a test drive. And they'll be like, oh, we're so sorry. And they'll let me. <laughs> They'll let me take the most expensive car to, like you said, what did you say about going around Bradford? Bombing around Bradford? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it'll just be like, um, they won't even see, it'll just be like a blur going around. Oh, you know what, I wish I was that cool, but I'd be so petrified. I'd be just driving yeah. like a little old lady. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd be really scared. I'm I'm terrified to, you know, if like you move someone's car for them, like oh, they just yeah. need it shifting a bit. Oh, I'm terrified. Yeah, it's it. just when it's somebody else's car, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not too fussed with my own. That's had a battering. Yeah, same here. Actually, I mean that's kind of why I'd never buy myself a brand new car because I don't think I'd trust myself with one. No, I don't think I would. No, I mean I'm all, I'm an alright driver. I'll just do stupid things like I reversed Rob's car into a post box, and <laughs> um, it was a blue car, and it the post box was obviously red so it had like go faster stripes down the side and then when I first passed my test which was obviously a while ago now like 10 years ago 
um, the I, I took it for a little ride, like one of my first drives on my own, and I went down a one-way street, and it was the most embarrassing thing ever because everybody people coming out of shops to look and people were going "Ooh!" as oh, i was turning no. it and then this old man mansplained to me what i'd done wrong oh no i mean at the time i was like oh i started crying and then um but now i'd be like well yeah do you want to move it because got confidence yeah that's that's where i'm quite confident i'm more confident sticking up for myself now yeah, it's awful when you do stuff wrong in your car. You know what I did the other... It was only a couple of days ago. What? I'm such an idiot. We've got a sharp <laughs> corner to where I drive, and basically I saw these three vans parked up. So it was really... I thought, what an awkward place to park, so how am I supposed to get round around the corner? So I had to quickly kind of drive round, overtake... Well, go past these vehicles to get to the front until I, then everyone started honking at me and I realised it was free cars free vans they were just waiting to get to, oh, to pull out really? and I'd overtaken them all and they thought I was an absolute oh. I don't know what they thought but yeah free <laughs> vans honking at me like how dare you just overtake us oh no oh I, gosh yeah, that's I embarrassing I know but it's funny I've though also, I've also like been stuck in traffic only to find out it was parked cars so <laughs> Oh, I've done that. When you're like, I don't know whether to go around or not. Yeah, and then you realise, oh, there's nobody in that car. <laughs> yeah. My brain is just away with the fairies most of the time. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm not I, I'm gonna I'm not a good driver. I'm not a bad driver, I'm just a bit lackadaisical at times. Luckily I've not really had not really I've not really had that many accidents. Yeah. <laughs> I still had some, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um yeah. But I've not had to claim on anything on insurance. I've only ever done damage to myself. Ah, oh, that's all right then. Well, not good that you've done damage to yourself, but yeah, yeah. no claims. That's good. No claims, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a confidence story? Oh, no, not confidence. I'm, that's the wrong podcast. You're <laughs> <laughs> in my I'm podcast now. Confident. Yeah. <laughs> A morale story that you had in your mind that you'd like? Yeah, I'd like to share a story that happened over... Actually, it's a very short story. I could say it in one sentence, but I'm going to make it into a bit of an epic story yeah. uh, during lockdown. Uh, so my cousin, she's my best friend, and uh, she's in a wheelchair. She's born with spina bifida. She's been in a wheelchair probably all of her life. Um, and she's a single mum, so she's got a six-year-old... I don't know how old she is, six-year-old, seven-year-old daughter. Uh, who's completely physically and mentally healthy and such as that. And her daughter loves to go ride her bike. Um, but Shauna's never had a bike because the the ones that are for wheelchair people are quite expensive and she's never been able to afford one. So during lockdown, um, we decided to do a... Well, I decided to do a GoFundMe, sort of oh. thing, I think it's called. Yeah. Um because she was she would always be too shy to ask and I kind of get it I don't think I would ever say hey I'm starting a fundraiser for myself it's it, yeah you know, it's, it's hard to do that isn't it so oh, I started yeah. it for her we figured lockdown had last a few months we thought well if we can make if we can get I think it was about 1,500 in three months so even if we can get half it we can pay the rest ourselves and such as that anyway we hit the target within less than 24 hours wow that's good and so was yeah. that just from facebook then or yeah it was on 
Yeah, I think it was predominantly people from Facebook that found it. But however, we got some anonymous donations that we are names that we don't recognise. And oh. I think we'd posted something on TikTok as well, a little video of her and daughter. And I think that got some attention as well and momentum. Oh, that's nice. And also, yeah, other people sharing. So even if it wasn't someone I'd know, somebody who'd shared their friend who donated and such as that. Oh, that's uh, really nice. So yeah, I mean, we still haven't been able to get the bike yet. We're hoping that I think it's... In a couple of weekends, we can go to the shop and she can get measured up. Oh, um, but cool. honestly, she is over the moon excited. And I think for people to donate during lockdown, when people were furloughed, they didn't know what was going on. And yeah. I know there's a lot of other ch- charities um, to donate to and people that need help. Um, so I think it's really nice that people, people who'd never met her were donating 30 quid, yeah. 40 quid, 50 quid wow. without thought and it was just such a nice thing to see because we thought maybe if somebody had done it three quid here, a quid there and no, hitting target in 12 hours I think it was oh wow, that's so nice and it's true though, if you just if you, I know there's so many charities so many causes, so many things and you feel a bit overwhelmed about oh, you yeah. don't know where to give your money but if you just pick one thing and then give whatever you can even if like say it's just a few quid you don't know what difference you're going to make to even one person's life and then just making one person's day no matter how like much you can give it's just it's um that's a lovely thing yeah definitely i mean like i said i know there's all these these people dying for roles there's corona that needs cure and such as that um and i guess people don't realize that some people Going for a bike ride, my cousin, with her daughter, was to her an impossible dream because she always assumed Aww. she'd never be able to afford that. And now it's like a really big dream for her because even as a kid, she dreamt of having a bike, but she could she, you could hire them for half an hour around a, a centre, but oh, it was yeah. very limited. And for us, obviously, going on a bike ride, if you, if you know how to ride a bike, is you take it for granted. Yeah. But actually, these people who've just donated a pound or even just shared and liked the post to kind of get it noticed. Yeah. So if they couldn't have the money, just liking the post meant a lot, you know, to support it. Yeah. And they helped make her dream come true. Oh, that's lovely. So do you know where you're getting the bike from? Have you found one? Yes, we know which one, but um, because the shops weren't open, obviously we couldn't get to it because she has to be... Because of how the... I mean, for any bike, there has to be adjustments, but obviously yeah. for the disabled one, it's definitely got to be adjusted. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to, it's one of those you have to kind of book to go. So I think, ah. uh, I think we're going about a week on Saturday, maybe. Oh, that'll be good. Mm. Oh, lovely. Are you going to um, share some photos? Yes, we're going to be sharing, obviously, and thanking everyone who donated and letting them see. And I mean, hopefully the weather will stay nice as well so that she can go on more bike rides. Yeah. Oh, it's been lovely. a bit rainy, but... Has she, has she found any places she'd like to go? Uh, well, because... Uh, so she's got an electric wheelchair and this one's going to be manual, so I said to her, I think you should start somewhere flat to begin yeah. with to kind of get practice in. Yeah, it's um, tiring, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, and I mean, gosh, I went bike riding for the first time in 10 years last year and it killed me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like any exercise, I suppose you break yourself into it. But yeah, yeah. I think we're all going to go, once it's got here, we're all going to go for a bike ride and a picnic. Oh, that sounds good. 
Oh, lovely. Well, a good time uh, of year, um, summer, to start planning things like that, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Even early autumn's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love autumn. Yeah, it's really nice time. Oh, that'll be really nice. Um, So I bet she was over the moon then, was she, when you told her? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, even when we'd hit target, the money kept coming in, so we now have money for to get her a helmet, to get her a lock. But also in case any adjustments cost more than we... Cause there's a kind of a baseline price, but we've got money just in case we have to pay for anything else. Um, I said I might even buy a little bell for her so she can warm people. She's oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's really nice. Yeah, it's, it was, I think she was she was in shock, to be honest. She kept saying, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say. Oh. <laughs> so... Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, you're right though. Even if you, like I was saying about donating a small amount, even if you really can't donate anything, um, if you just see something like that and you think, mm. oh, I just want to help, just by liking or sharing, yeah, it just gets the ball rolling with it, doesn't it? And then your friend might see it and their friend might see it. And then, yeah, I mean, like I said, you don't even have to share it because with Facebook, with the algorithms and such as that, the more likes something has, the more likely we are to see it. So yeah. obviously, people liking it kept it relevant, and and I I don't think people I think people underestimate how important just something like that is, and but no, everybody who saw it liked it helped in any way can, um, we really appreciate it. I can't say appreciated it. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I've just had an idea. I might convince her to go for a ride to a castle and we'll have afternoon oh, tea at the castle. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you near any castles? Uh, we've got one in uh, in Keithland, my hometown, but it's yeah. not the sort of place that does cafes. It's a very, I think it's haunted. It's Is a weird it? one like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so you might have a third guest at the, the afternoon tea that you don't know about. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's one of those, they have a lot of taxidermy and it scares me, if oh, I'm honest. Yeah. So I'm convinced, I'm, I'm always convinced of taxidermy, it's haunted when you've got like this bird staring at you that's it being stuffed. It is freaky, isn't it? There's mm. a place in Scarborough that's got this freaky taxidermy in the window and they've got like a fox in a wedding dress and you just think, <laughs> who's thought of that? Who's been stuffing it and thought, yeah, this is going to wear a wedding dress. Yeah, like, I know I'd really improve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit odd because I do like some weird things, um, but yeah, that I even wouldn't put a fox in a wedding dress. <laughs> I, I don't. I guess I'm not an artist to understand the logic behind that. I'm afraid I I don't have that mindset. <laughs> you can just imagine that some um, couple will get a train ride just to buy that, uh, <laughs> oh, that fox in yeah, a wedding dress. I know who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another year of saving up the soap money. Yeah, yeah. And get the fox. This is their deodorant money. They're not buying deodorant, (laughs) they're buying foxes and wedding dresses. Like when people give up smoking and they put the smoking money in a jar. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, do you know what I like? Um, I've got a couple of skulls that, not human ones, just add. (laughs) Before the police come round. Obviously, not things that I've killed either, just to clear that up. It just um I was on a walk once and I found a sheep skull and I was just like, Oh, that's it was just like intact. So I was like, I'll have that and I painted it. <laughs> and then I found um a little oh, I'm really bad with remembering which deer's which. One of the smaller deers, Bambi, one of Bambi's right, okay. crew, um, a skull of that and um 
that's really bad. I've done a wildlife degree and I've, I'm calling it bamboo, but there we are. Um, and uh, yes, I've got. I haven't painted it yet, but I might do. But um, I just I don't like things that have been killed for the skull. But if you find a random skull, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't know where you live that you're finding random skulls. <laughs> <laughs> just out in the countryside, things yeah. die, don't they? And then the skulls there. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't go kill something for the skull. But if it's skulls yeah, just conveniently yeah. on my doorstep, I'm having it. Now that seems more macabre if you, if you take it literally, it's on your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do. I've got two cats, so. Uh, yeah, I've got one of them. I've got yeah. a cat, so. Does yeah. she bring things in? Dead or alive, she doesn't care. She just yeah. wants the money for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, just, I was a bit late starting this podcast because one of my cats brought me a present. Uh, not for that though. I know. <laughs> but um it's it's nice it's been nice to have animals around on lockdown have you found with your cat. I mean to be fair, she's been pretty indifferent and ignored me, so she? <laughs> Rude. She yeah, she prefers to sit in the closet and ignore us. That's where oh. she is for most of the time. Have you got any other animals or just got your cat? We've got budges and they don't like us either. Well they don't like me anyways. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, cause are you are you in the city centre or are you near the countryside? So yeah, I'd say she's been I'd say she's been a comfort. Oh, that's nice. I'm in a town in uh, just outside of well, it's a village outside of a town. Oh, right. So yeah, a lot of fields for them to roam around in. The cat yeah. that is not the budgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just trying to think of what we haven't covered. The um, how. How long have you been doing stand-up now? Well, obviously not at the minute with lockdown, but in general. Um, it's a weird one because I kind of don't do it by time because I started in 2017, but that kind of suggests that I've been doing it for three years and I don't feel like I have because I've had a lot of breaks. So it took yeah. until recently, and well, even now lockdown's kind of forced me into a break again. I have had a lot of six-month breaks, um, so I still consider myself quite new. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm doing a lot of workshops. I'm studying a lot, and hopefully, when lockdown finally lifts and gigs are available again, then I will be able to throw myself into it a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, I know what you mean. It probably does take a while to to build yourself up doesn't it like with anything yeah i mean um i read a quote recently i can't remember which comedian it was who'd been a stand-up comedian for i think i think he might have said like 16 years and he said for 10 years i was learning stand-up for four years i was refining my stand-up and for two years i was performing stand-up i think it was along those lines really wow yeah and i think the idea is that you it takes a lot. I think. Well, I mean, they say it takes ten years to master anything. Yeah, that's true. So, so um, I enjoy it, and I kind of, I do it as much as I can, and hopefully, like I said, when stand uh, when lockdown ends, I'll be able to throw myself into it completely. And the aim is to eventually become professional. Yeah, uh, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh well, you've got. Um, I think everyone's got to have aspirations, haven't they? And work something to work towards, like we were saying about giving things a go. Um, you can't just. I get overwhelmed as well when you think about the bigger picture of things, and you think, "Oh, I can't that's that would reach." And then, but you've, 
it's just doing a little bit of every day of what you love doing to get yeah. to your goal yeah exactly it's all about enjoying it um you know and if you, I think if you focus on just the end goal and you're not enjoying it then you kind of you might get your goal but do you really want it you know yeah so for me I love stand-up I love learning about stand-up I love learning the craft yeah I love spending time with people who do it um if I never become famous that's fine uh you know it won't affect how I feel about myself or comedy um I just enjoy being part of that world and like we said yeah it's doing what you love for the fun of it if my podcast never gets more than my mum listening to it then that's fine it's just you know (laughs) that's life unfortunately as well that's true yeah and uh, yeah I think it's yeah it's a really good good way to be just constantly working towards things that you want and even because even if you got to you fulfilled your dream of being a full-time stand-up um you'd obviously you wouldn't just be like oh I've achieved it you'd have you'd I think it's good to always have things just little things even yeah exactly always continuing to grow so you don't just become a stand-up and go well I've achieved that that's the end now yeah you then become you want to become an international stand-up if you've got if you're just national yeah you want to become the highest paid you want to uh so I think yeah and I don't know what what point you arrive at your goals either what point do you say I am officially I have officially made it as a stand-up comedian because yeah, I'm sure know. even people who I consider professional who've been on tv probably don't feel their way they want to be yeah I'd, I'd, yeah I'd love to chat to someone who's like they've achieved a high level of something and then mm. yeah where do you go from there or do you just get other hobbies <laughs> just to add to it yeah oh well I've been a stand-up comedian now I'll have to take up topiary and become yeah. a master of that yes exactly because yeah you it's i think part of the fun as well is getting to your goal like it's not always yes the obviously it's fun getting there but um part of the what you should enjoy the journey really yeah exactly and you know again if going back to what i was saying earlier if you see confidence as an end goal you don't ever get there and stay there it's just something that you constantly work towards and try and it's like an exercise you can some exercise in it yeah that's true yeah i don't think anyone even like Kanye happiness. west or someone that you think's uber confident they've probably got <laughs> confidence oh, no, i think Kanye west i think he was i think he's one of the few that was born with it and he just like <laughs> anyone who does the stuff that he doesn't come you know yeah he's an exception to the rule i feel <laughs> yeah oh maybe bad example but yeah <laughs> Yeah, most like even the most confident person, they'll probably have doubts even about. Yeah, like, like Beyonce. Yeah, I, I can't believe she would, but she probably does. I'd love to have her on the podcast. Should we <laughs> should we put it out there now that Beyonce, if you're listening, you know there's a spot here for you. <laughs> and on your podcast. Yeah, on yeah. Both. She's got to do the double whammy, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confidence. That's what you need. Confidence and morale. Yes, that is the two, I think that's the two secrets, happiness and feel good. Yes. You can't go wrong then, can you? No, and then you just live in your best life. Yeah, exactly. It's true. And you can handle whatever comes along. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's about <laughs> handling, yeah, the unexpected, handling every day. Yeah. Yeah, getting there slowly. 
Well, I don't know about your viewers, but I feel cheered up now. Yeah. I mean, we've gone down a dark path, haven't we, really, with the dead animals. (laughs) Fox in a dress, and now you're confident. I I won't be able to... I won't forget that image of the fox in a dress. (laughs) It's It was a proper messed up one as well, like, you know, when they've got a really messed up face. Bit deformed. Yeah, like... Oh, I don't know who's done that. Also, if you do taxidermy and you put foxes in dresses, ring in. Or ring in? Cat ring in. Um, slide we into my DMs. Definitely. I want to hear from you. And if you're that couple that bought the egg, definitely yes, want to hear from you. We definitely do. <laughs> I want to know if it was as good. I want to know if it was a good Easter egg or if it's just the showmanship of it. You know, the... the oh, yeah. You know. It's probably so they look, yeah, they get the uh, compliments when they get back, like when they yeah. arrive back home on the train with it. I know, that's, I'd be ter- terrified of spending that much to take an Easter egg somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'd barely pick it off the shelf without dropping it. Oh, I know, if I bought a £100 egg, it'd be dropped two steps down the road. Oh, but the thing is, is eventually you're going to have to smash it out. You have to eat it. So that yeah. I it's like a nice birthday cake that you don't want to cut into. Oh, yeah, when they've got a nice design. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, I can't ruin this. So do, maybe they never eat the egg. Oh, I'd love to know. I'd, I wish <laughs> I'd got the contact details. If I'd known that I was doing a podcast years from then. I didn't you know details. that. I can't believe you never asked. That's such a <laughs> let down of hindsight. Do you, know what, do you know what it was? I wasn't confident enough. Yeah, so. that's, you know. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> oh, um, I think we've covered a lot there. Was there anything else you had in mind that you were thinking no, of? Ah, uh, yeah. No, actually, I think yeah. Yeah. But I think the tea was the important thing to me because I wanted to make it clear to people that there is a casualty and a non-casualty. Yes. Well, um, I didn't know that. I don't feel like we don't speak about that enough in my. Yes, I don't think we do. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what my. Do you know what? I don't have a casual. I don't have a casual and non-casual. But now I'm gonna get that. It's gonna have to. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna research my table. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Actually, yeah, it was really. Sorry, good. that sounded surprised. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, I thought actually. it was gonna be awful, but it wasn't as bad. I I really enjoyed it, oh, as good. I expected to. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to this week's Tea with the Morale Queen with me, Millie Armstrong Clark, who you can find on Instagram at Mill Comedy. Thanks a lot to my guest Mel Judson for joining me this week. I'm sure you'll agree it was a lovely chat. You can find her on Instagram at melanie underscore judson and from there you'll be able to find a confidence for breakfast podcast which is also on instagram at confidence for breakfast don't forget to check out a podcast and if you've enjoyed this one rate and subscribe and tell your mates thanks a lot for tuning in now go stick the kettle on bye